0: Hello brothers and sisters, you've tuned in to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast where we help church leaders make and grow followers of Jesus. I'm Becky Holton.
1: And I'm Carrie Holton.
0: And we thank you for joining us today. And today we are concluding our short series on church health. As most of you know, we've been using our church health assessment tool as a platform to talk about what healthy churches look like. They have a clearly defined mission. They are as outward focused as they are inward focused, and they welcome healthy change. That's
1: right. And today we want to talk about the weekend services. For most of our listeners, the weekend services that we are talking about are the children's ministry and the Sunday morning worship assembly. And in a nutshell, what we want to say in this episode is that the weekend services are very important in healthy and growing churches. Indeed, They are huge contributors to church health and growth.
0: Boy, you can say that again. We've said before that Sunday morning worship service is no longer the front door to the church, but... If it's not the front door into the living room, I think we could certainly say it's the kitchen of the house, can't don't you? Mm-hmm. Today's front door is the church's website, as we've said before, because first-time guests are very likely to check out your church's website long before they make the decision to visit your Sunday worship assembly. This explains, of course, why it is so important for churches to give attention to their online digital presence.
1: That's right. And in this episode, we are talking about the vital importance of giving attention to the weekend services, to what goes on at the church building on Sunday morning. So let's talk about some of the statements in our church health assessment tool that have to do with the Sunday morning services. Okay.
0: We are asking church leaders to respond to the statements in this assessment Do you strongly agree or do you strongly disagree with these assessments? And here's one. It's actually number four on the assessment, and it is, Our church focuses its energies and resources primarily on our weekend services. For example, worship, children's ministry, and how we meet and serve guests.
1: Good. And listeners, please note that we are saying that healthy churches do give a great deal of attention to what happens on sunday morning yes they do focus their energies and resources primarily on their weekend services and that includes the worship period it includes what happens in the children's ministry it might be the bible school hour and or if the children of a certain age are dismissed during the sermon it also has to do with guest services how guests are welcomed and treated When they walk through the door, Mm -hmm. healthy churches give attention to all these things.
0: They sure do. And so we might ask church leaders, how much attention are you giving to what happens on Sunday morning to the worship service, to the children's Bible classes or the children's Bible hour during the sermon? How much attention are you giving to guest services? These are all very, very important things.
1: Right. And honey, I want to add just here that this is the time for the church to put their best foot forward. Mm -hmm. This is not the time, for example, to train men who may want to lead singing or who want to lead a prayer or who may want to make a communion talk. You know, we appreciate those men who Mm -hmm. want to maybe expand their gifts or try something different. Mm -hmm. But we're saying use those on Sunday morning who are gifted to lead the church in worship. Right. Training is important, yes, but there are other times to train people to lead worship. Don't do it on Sunday morning. Why? Because guests want to see that you know what you're doing and that you have something to offer. And if you allow someone to get up there who has a hard time putting two words together or who can't carry a tune, well, guests wonder if you have something to offer them. Sunday morning is just too important for outreach to ask men to lead worship who are just not gifted to do so.
0: And I think that advice would apply to the person who greets the church and the guests and to the one who makes any of the announcements that are made. Okay, yes. Don't put someone up there to give the greeting, for example, who doesn't, What they don't even look happy, for example, that there might be guests in the building. I mean, how many times have we heard someone say, if you're visiting with us today, we are glad you are here. But you cannot tell by their tone or their facial expressions Mm -hmm. or their body posture. They haven't given notification to their face that they really are glad someone's there and that they really mean what they say. Yeah, right. It just just is kind of sad to see that. Yeah,
1: I mean, that deadpan expression that you're talking about without the smile, it's just a dead giveaway to a guest that perhaps the person greeting them is not so thrilled that they are present.
0: Or that it's just a rote statement, everybody says, and yes. there's no meeting behind it.
1: Yes. Well, of course, the moral of our story is this. Use your best people on Sunday morning if you want guests to return. And, of course, we do. Right. We want guests to return. Sunday morning is the likely time when guests will show up. So we should make that assembly worth their time. We should put our best foot forward.
0: Well, again, it all goes back to the church's mission. If your mission is to reach the lost, you will want to put your best foot forward on Sunday morning, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about 1 Corinthians 14, where Paul says that all things should be done in the church's assembly to edify or build up the church. So our primary purpose on Sunday morning should not be to train someone to lead, say, a public prayer or to give someone who's always wanted to lead a song that opportunity to do so. It should be to consider the needs of the gathered community, to consider what will build the community rather than the personal wishes or desires of maybe just a single person.
1: I really agree with that. I do. There are other times to train people.
0: Right. And we're not trying to sound harsh. We, like you said earlier, we appreciate when people want to try something and they want to participate and be involved. But if we're putting our best foot forward we need well, to make sure they know honey, how. haven't
1: haven't we all been in churches where it seemed like the priority was the person who's leading the worship or his feelings. Yes. Or his development. Over over what was good for the church in general. Well I think I, we've all been there.
0: Yeah, and I would even add we've all sat through worship services where we feel like probably they figured out what they were gonna do, you know, about five minutes before they all walk down to greet the guests and lead the song. Okay, that,
1: that's another matter where we need to yeah. give attention to the worship yeah. service. There's a right. lot
0: of prayer, a lot of planning. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, how about uh, number 16 in our assessment? Let's talk about that one. Members of our church and guests alike would say that our church's worship services inspire and equip them to follow Jesus. You know, I wonder if most of our people could say that about their church's worship service where they now attend. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I mean our worship services need to inspire. Yes. They need to equip us, church members and guests alike, to follow Jesus. And again, that's what you were talking about in First Corinthians fourteen. Right. The assembly should edify. It should build up. It should encourage. That's what it should be designed to do.
0: Yes. From the music to the message, including what whatever else goes on in the Sunday morning assembly all of it should be designed to build up the church and those that are attending. And okay, let's mention another statement in this in this assessment. Let's move on to another topic. And it's number 31. And that question is our church has a strategy in place for reaching new people and welcoming new guests to our services. The last part of that statement is what is relevant to the Sunday morning assembly. Do churches have a step by step process or strategy in place for welcoming first and second and third time guests to their services? It's so important to consider how you want to welcome guests and how you want to respond to them when they come. You know, how do you want to greet them? Uh, Who do you want to greet them? Where do you want to greet them? In the parking lot or when they come to the doors? How do you want to follow up with them? What information do you feel they need when they come? Do you have an information desk where guests can ask questions? Healthy churches will have answers to questions like this. It will show that they have thought through the process from a guest driving up in the parking lot to when they leave to go home.
1: That's good. You know, following up is key, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I mean,
1: following up with guests. Churches are well served if they have a plan for following up with their guests. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's our last assessment statement that we want to talk about today. It's number 43, and it's very closely related to ones that we've already discussed. Here it is. Our guests experience a Sunday morning worship assembly that leaves them eager to return. Mm -hmm. Well, We should give thought to that, shouldn't we? We should ask periodically, is our worship service attractive to guests? Is it the kind of experience that will make them eager to return for more? Now, I think there is a hesitation to consider that question because we are not sure that our worship services need to be attractive to outsiders. We tend to think that kind of thinking feeds into a consumeristic mentality which we want to avoid but the fact is that guests are consumers right
0: absolutely
1: i mean well we all are to some I'm extent a consumer, yeah we yeah. all are mm-hmm. consumers to some extent we would hope that as we grow in christ we begin to change our thinking from what we can get out of it to what we can give but the worship service still needs to meet needs. It needs to meet needs, both our needs and those of our guests. Don't you agree, Hen?
0: Yes, and I don't think we can expect uh, guests to not have a consumeristic way of thinking about no. things. Like no. you said, that may be down the road, but most of us struggle with that even as we mature in Christ. And I I think what you have said is so important because worship is important, and we want people to come back, so we've got to just pull out all the stops and do everything we can to make it really, it's just good, it's inspiring, it's uplifting, and people will get something from the worship services that will help them to live their lives better. Absolutely, That's what people are looking for. Of course, it's a time to honor and worship God, but... They also want to know how to honor him with their lives by the way they live and they need help. And we need to make sure that we fill their heart full with that as they leave inspired to live stronger for the Lord in the week.
1: Good thoughts. Good words. All right. Why don't we wrap this up?
0: I think you probably have some closing thoughts. Well, you know that I do. I I know that you do.
1: In this conclusion of this podcast, we want to encourage church leaders to think about three things that they need to be giving attention to in their churches. The first is discipleship. What are you doing to help people take their next steps toward Christ, to help them mature as Christians, to help them grow spiritually? Think about discipleship. Think about those plans and those strategies that will help Christians to grow from infancy to full adulthood. The second thing that they ought to be concerned about is outreach. What are you doing to connect and engage with outsiders, Mm -hmm. those who are outside the faith, those who are not part of your church? What are you doing to reach out to them? What plan do you have in place? What strategies have you implemented to reach out to outsiders? But what we're saying in this particular podcast is the third thing that they should give attention to is worship. And interestingly, worship is that which overlaps both discipleship and Mm -hmm. outreach Mm -hmm. because the worship assembly on Sunday morning, honey, is so important to help Christians grow. Yes. But it's also often the first or the second or the third interaction that outsiders have with the church. Mm -hmm. As you said earlier, they may go to the website first, but eventually we want them to come to a worship service. And so that worship service is so very important for both Christian growth and for reaching outsiders. So what we're asking here, what we're encouraging, is for church leaders to really give attention to what goes on in that possibly one hour or one hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning.
0: Right. I couldn't agree more. In fact, I would even say that that's why the digital presence needs attention, too, because as you know, that they're going to check out the website first, that's the front door, but they're going to see what the worship is like online, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just what you have listed and all of your, you know, drop down everything, your ads and everything. It's it's also, they're going to watch and see what the worship looks like, and if that's something that they feel like they could be a part of and and grow people are searching these days and we have to that worship is going to be represented even on the online presence when people check that out first so yes well listeners we hope that you've gotten something from this and that it's encouraged you to take a look at your worship assembly services and we hope you'll join us in a couple of weeks for another brand new episode
1: until next time friends We want you to join us again next time, and uh, we pray that God will bless your ministry in every way. If we can answer any questions you may have about ministry, let us know what your questions are, your concerns. We're here to support you and to help you to become all that you can be as an effective leader in your church.